the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The passage that has been just read to us now is from the Sermon on the Mount. We know that the Sermon on the Mount was written in the, the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 5, 6, 7. But there is another abridged version of it that is found on, on the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 6, from which the, the, the passage of today was, was taken or was read. The Sermon on the Mount is, we can consider it, the pinnacle of all the, the, the Gospels. Of all the Bible, the pinnacle would be the Sermon on the Mount, where we can find the depth and the core of the Christian message. And if in this passage that, will, that has just been read to us today, if I would pick the, the, the thesis, the most important part, why all that high, high standard of commandment, of Christian conduct, we were asked to, to abide to, I think it would be in verse 34. And if you learn uh, verse 35, but love your enemies, do good and lend, which is a summary of what, of what he has just said. But love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. Two things then will happen. If you did that, two things will happen. One, your reward will be great. Number two, you will be sons of the Most High. So your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. I think, why do we need to do all of that? I'm going to get to the question of how then can we do it? But why are we asked such high requirements? Why are we asked to live and do and abide to commandments that are meeting such a very high standard? I mean, even beyond justice. I mean, to be just to someone, you should, if he did good, you do good to him. If he did bad, at least you're not going to return the bad, but how can you love him? So, the commandments are even superseding, exceeding even the, the concept of, God, of justice. How can I love someone who's doing bad to me? How can I do good to someone who's doing bad to me? It's unfair. We might say that. I think a word that we, we use repeatedly, it's unfair. But this is what we are required. Why? For two reasons. Because there is a heavenly reward. A heavenly reward. And why the heavenly reward is related to such a conduct? Because this is how we prove that we are, we are citizens of heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. We, are, we shouldn't be. We are born from above. If you are really born from above, we should follow the, rule, the rules of of. Uh, the rules of, of the, the, the heaven. 
not the earthly rules. In, in the, the, the epistle uh, to the Hebrews, the epistle of St. Paul to the Hebrews, he was talking about the covenant. And covenant means an agreement, especially between two parties who were hostile to each other, who had an enmity. So, the, and he was talking about that the covenant is related to the house of God, the presence of God among his people. And I think when, when we, we read this idea, we, we had the, 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 the analogy of an embassy. What's an embassy? An embassy is a, a building, a place, related to a country that is far, very far from the, the local country which is, which is in. But it is part of the, this far country. And any, any assault on this embassy, it will be an assault on the, on the, 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 the mother country. I mean, the embassy of the United States in Mexico, it's part of the United States. And it is run by the United States. It's defended, and any, any assault against it, the United States should take an action. I think that the same concept. We are not from the earth. We are, we are from above the, the day we, we were baptized. Again, I always say, our problem, we were baptized when we were little kids. We didn't make that decision ourselves. But we need to make it every day. Yes, we had the blessing. It was a great blessing that we were baptized when we were little kids. However, we need to renew that covenant. We need to renew that agreement that we are the people of God. We are the people of heaven. That's why our reward is in heaven and we need to abide to the rules of the heavenly Father. And this leads us to the second part that, to be, that you will be the sons, you will be sons of the Most High. I think what is talking here, why he said you will be, aren't we the children of God? Why he said you will be. We, we know that we were adopted. We know when the day we were baptized, we became the sons and daughters of God. We became the children of God. Why he says here that you will be. Because you might have taken that privilege of adoption. You might have that privilege. However, you need to prove it. You need to show your belief in the love you show to others. That's how you can be proven really a child of God. Being a child of God, being adopted, is not something that shouldn't be seen in your life. That's why you need to restore the image of the Son of God. We are sons, we are adopted. But the, the real Son, the, the, the natural Son of God, the only begotten Son, the Son who was there from eternity, He came and showed us how we can live, how we can live this life. He gave us the example. That's why maybe a, a big question a big question, can theological question in apologetics. How can we compare between the, the commandments of the Old Testament 
and the commandments of the New Testament. And why do we see a striking difference? I mean, there is a big move, a higher move from the, the, the commandments of the Old Testament. Eye for an eye and teeth for a teeth. And then the New Testament says, you love your enemy. Why is this move? Because the Son of God came and showed, showed us how can we live this life. You might say, but he lived few, few years on earth. And I, personally, I haven't seen him. How can I do that? This comes to the third point. That's how can we live this, these commandments. I think again, we have the example of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That's how we can be, we can become, we will be the sons and daughters of God. This is number one. The other thing, we have taken the Holy Spirit. I think that's why the, 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 this passage is read two weeks after, or few weeks after the, 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 our celebration of the, the descent of the Holy Spirit on the church. When you are taking an advanced placement class, an AP class, you are studying higher material than the regular. I mean, AP chemistry is definitely higher material, tougher material, more advanced material than a regular chemistry class. So you are studying a more advanced m material, but you will test it on it. They are not asking you if you are taking the regular class to, uh, to, to take the, the test of the AP class. You cannot. And now we are asked such a high commandments because we have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit can lead us to live such a life. Can, can lead us to do the commandments with such a high standard. That's why we have taken the power to do that. That's why many of the, the fathers said that because the word of God is a living word. A living word. And it, it's repeated on the, 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 the Bible many times that the word of God is living. And if it is a living word, it has power. And if it has power, then if I decided and I put in my heart that I want to live according to, the, to these commandments, I'll be, I'll be given that power. It's not from me. It's not by an intellectual decision, by just a natural intention. And by the way, our natural, natural intentions are not like that. Our natural intentions are egoistic. It's about me. These are our natural tendencies. Our natural intentions after the corruption of our nature. We became very, and especially the culture we are living in, is very much about that. Very much individualistic. Very much about me. However, we should be different. And again, if we decided, and if we wanted, and if we put in our hearts to live like that, we will be given the power by the Holy Spirit. That's why the psalm that is read today before this gospel, you who seek God, your heart shall live. You should seek. Seek. We seek a lot of things. We seek a good career. We pursue higher degrees. We want to be promoted in our jobs. We seek. 
and work very hard, very diligently for these endeavors. But we need to seek the one endeavor that will never be taken from, from us and that we will never be taken from it. You, you who seek God, your heart shall live. For the Lord hears the poor. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify Him with thanksgiving. The Lord hears the poor. The poor, it's not the poor financially or economically, but the poor who are really willing. They feel the need. They are in need. They want to be in, with God in heaven. The problem is, we are compla become complacent. What I hear repeatedly, and I hope you will ask, as the people who went to missionary trips, the, 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 the thing that I keep hearing from everyone going to missionary trips where they would serve in a, in a poor place or a poor area, they say the people are very simple. The people, even though they don't have anything, they are very loving. They are very grateful. They, anything you give, which is nothing compared to what we have, nothing compared to what we have, the, the people become very joyful, become very grateful. They are naturally loving. And, and I think the relationship, the more you have things, the more you satisfy yourself, the more you are not able to love, the more you get more and more enclosed in yourself. But this is not the Christian commandment. The Christian commandment is get out of yourself. Get out of your comfort zone. Reach out to others. Love them. Give them. Give them of your heart, your emotions, your time, your capabilities, your money, your everything. Your everything. That's how you can witness to Christ who is in you. And this reminds me by a story which has maybe it seems a little bit different or, or not related, but I'll tell you what the relationship between that story and what I'm saying. The story says that a man who got into a conflict, conflict with someone, and he was this, the person, this person was led to, to martyrdom. And his way to be martyred, he, he tried before going to martyrdom, he wanted to reconcile with the, per, the person who had a conflict with. And he pleaded with, he pleaded with that person to forgive him. But that person didn't want the, 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 the one, I'm sorry, the one who was going to be martyred, he didn't forgive the, the other person. So he was going to be martyred. He was going to be killed for the, the, the name of Christ. But he wasn't able to forgive someone who had a, a disagreement with him. And the moment he was going to be killed, he renounced his faith. Because he wasn't able to stand in the witness. And by the way, you know what is the word martyr from where it comes? As a word. The, the word itself is derived from a Greek word which is martyria. And martyria means witness. Martyr is a witness. And the Arabic, I think, is, is, we can see that, that shaheed, and, and this shaheed and shahada, martyr and witness. So, so he wasn't able to witness to God. 
And surprisingly, the person who was in conflict with him and he was trying to get his forgiveness is one who were able to go and take the, 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 the crown of martyrdom. But the person who wasn't able to forgive, he, he wasn't sta- able to stand. What is the relationship between that story and, and the gospel that was just read? I think the relationship is, if you decided to live according to God's commandments, if you decided to forgive and love and, and lend and as all what we have heard, just heard, you need to, to have an in, internal power coming from the Holy Spirit. And if you don't have that power, you will not be able, even if you are going to be martyred, even if you are going to be martyred, and if you, you never thought that you would renounce your faith, what you would do if you are not asking for that power. I think, so what we need now is that we need to seek. We need to have that intention. We want to be Christ-like. Christianity is not about just being nice. It's not, what we have just read is not be nice. It's about loving and go the, the, the second mile. This is Christianity. And we cannot get closer to that level of love, that level of Christian conduct without the power of God, without the Holy Spirit, without the power that is in each word of God. So that's why we need to seek. I wish we, we can put this in our prayer. I wish we can say, why are we staying like that? Are we, why are we happy with where we are? Why don't we move forward to be really heavenly people? Yes, we are living on earth, but our citizenship is in heaven. We are the sons and daughters of the Most High. May God grant us that power to witness to Him, to live up to that standard, to be the the sons and daughters of God, and glory be to God forever.